Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. In 1989, two insurance company employees, Larry Wilson and Richard Parker, discovered someone was defrauding the company they worked for. Being responsible employees, they went to the CEO of the company, Bernie Lomax, who commended them for discovering the fraud, and as a reward, he invited them to his beach house in the Hamptons. However, Bernie's intentions were not honourable, as unbeknownst to Richard and Larry, Bernie was actually in on the insurance fraud, and had in fact arranged to have both of them killed. The plot thickens, however, when one of the hitmen he selected thought Bernie was getting too greedy and was also getting too close to his girlfriend, so he decided to kill Bernie instead. The scene was set for the murders of Larry and Richard, however the hitman got to Bernie first and killed him with a heroin overdose. When the lads arrived in the Hamptons, they found Bernie dead on arrival, and before they could call police, guests started arriving for a weekend party at Bernie's. Larry and Richard couldn't believe it when the guests were having so much fun, they didn't even notice Bernie was dead. After the party, Larry and Richard realised if they called the police, they would be implicated in Bernie's death, and they also wanted to enjoy their weekend in the Hamptons. So the pair maintained the illusion that Bernie was still alive, taking him water skiing, propping him up at more parties, and convincing the hitman that Bernie was, in fact, still alive. Of course, the story I just told isn't one of a true crime. It's the plot for the 1989 hit movie Weekend at Bernie's. However, quite morbidly, there are a few true crime stories where people pretty much turned the corpses of people they knew into real-life Bernie's. Sometimes the truth is way, way stranger than fiction. I'm Tori Hodgman, and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. Huge thank you to Smooth Criminal Groupie Susan for suggesting this week's theme. Her idea was inspired by a Tasmanian case, but I haven't been able to find the details of it before recording this episode. However, down the track when I do get more information, keep an eye out for a bonus Smooth Criminal pod bite. 55.3 million people die every single year. That equates to 151,600 per day. 6,316 per hour and 105 people every minute. So naturally this means that people are dying in all sorts of places and being found by friends, loved ones and even complete strangers. Today we're looking at some cases where dead bodies became real life Bernies. It's just burning! Firstly, the story of 70-year-old Rodney Puckett of Oklahoma, who earlier this year in April was pulled over by police on Interstate 10 in Arizona after an employee at a Carl's Jr. restaurant called police after Puckett drove through their drive through and she noticed Puckett was in his underwear and his wife was obviously dead, face down on the passenger's side floorboard with her legs in the air. Like she just don't care. Sorry, that was inappropriate. Puckett told police that his 70-year-old wife, Linda, had died at a hotel they were staying in, in El Paso, Texas. So he simply moved her body to the car and continued on their road trip. 
Puckett seemed very blasé about the entire situation and police later found out why. The Puckets were going through a divorce and Linda had been granted a protective order against her husband, who was known to have bipolar disorder and had a string of criminal convictions, including eluding a police officer, resisting arrest, driving while intoxicated, making a false report, transporting a loaded firearm and possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. That's quite a list. This raised further alarm bells, so the authorities worked on determining how and when Linda Puckett died. The autopsy report released in September found Linda had died from plaque buildup related to heart disease. There were also signs of mild blunt force trauma at or near the time of her death, but those injuries could have been from the body being moved. Only last week, on November the 11th, Puckett was sentenced to 15 days in an Arizona jail for concealing the dead body of his wife in the vehicle. He was also sentenced to three years of supervised probation. Now, 15 days may sound like a light sentence, but Puckett had already served more than 180 days in jail, and he's actually scheduled to be released this weekend on November the 23rd. It's just burning! Sometimes people keep dead bodies with them in what some have described as an act of love. Like the story of British man Russell Davison, who lost his wife to a 10-year battle with cervical cancer in April 2017. Davison said that staying by her body for six days helped him say goodbye, and that it was a beautiful and comforting experience. Under UK law, it is legal to keep a body at home until the funeral, as long as the death is registered, which hers was. In North Carolina, Donna Sue Hudgens' neighbour thought Hudgens possibly had a sewer problem and contacted the police to report an odour. It turns out Hudgens had kept her mother's dead body in their home for months because she was curious and wanted to see the stages of death. And in Minnesota, a man who lived in a house with the decomposing bodies of his mother and twin brother said he couldn't bring himself to report their deaths to authorities. Robert Kufler said that he was traumatised and said to the police, what would you do? Several months after their deaths, Kufler wrote to other family members in a Christmas card that both were in bad health and couldn't talk on the phone and didn't want visitors. I'm not some nutball, Kufler said. People think I am, but I'm not. I loved them. It's just burning! It seems love can make people do strange things. And continuing on with that theme, this is a story from 1931, when Carl Tanzler, aged 56 years old, was working in a Florida hospital when he fell in love with a 22-year-old Cuban-American woman named Maria Elena Malagro de Hoyos, who was dying of tuberculosis, a terminal condition in the 1930s. After her death, Tanzler visited her grave singing Spanish love songs to her and he would later claim that her spirit encouraged him to remove her from the grave. So one night in 1933, Tanzler dug up de Hoyos' corpse and took her home in a wagon. For the next seven years, he preserved the woman, replacing her skin with silk and stuffing her body with rags to keep its shape and he also used perfumes to disguise the smell. Fast forward to 1940, when de Hoyos' sister Florinda stormed into Tanza's home with the police in tow and the truth about her sister Maria was discovered. Tanzler wasn't prosecuted because the statute of limitations on his initial crime had already lapsed. It's just burning! 
In some other stories of people not being able to let go, 91-year-old Jean Stevens of Pennsylvania said, Death is very hard for me to take. When authorities discovered she'd been living with the corpses of her husband and twin sister for over a decade. She dressed her twin sister, quote, in her best housecoat and glasses, and her husband was found propped up on a couch in the garage, wearing a dark suit, white shirt and blue knit tie. To England, where in 2015, a man was discovered living with his father's corpse after a neighbour spotted the man watching TV with a skeleton. Kenneth Brown had died after a bad fall, and his son Timothy, 59, found him the next day. But rather than alerting police, Timothy placed his father in his favourite armchair, and there he stayed. It's just burning! Sometimes dead bodies are put on display at funerals at the request of the person who has died, and other times friends and family went to great lengths to do something special for the deceased. In Colombia, fans managed to haul a coffin containing a corpse into General Santander Stadium for a football match. The deceased was identified as Christopher Giacomi Sanguino, a 17-year-old boy who'd been gunned down the previous night while playing soccer. His dying wish was to watch his favourite team play once more, so his friends took him right on in. And for your information, Sanguino's team was down 1-0 when the deceased arrived at the stadium, but by the final whistle, they'd managed to equalise the game for a tie. To New Orleans, where Miriam Burbank was positioned at a table with beer, whiskey and cigarettes, and her fingernails were painted in the colours of her favourite American football team. And in another New Orleans tale... Well-known socialite and philanthropist Mickey Easterling, aged 83, was arranged posing with a glass of bubbly in one hand and a cigarette in the other. She was dressed in an evening gown complete with ornate hat and a pink feather boa. It's just burning! Let's end this episode with a real-life Weekend at Bernie's story. Two men pretty much duplicated the movie after finding their friend dead in his apartment. So they decided to load him in the back seat of an SUV and take his body around town to numerous local bars and strip clubs. And after their night on the town, they took their mate Jeffrey Jarrett's body back to his apartment. They then stole his ATM card, bought some Mexican food, and then withdrew 400 bucks to go to another strip club. Once the club had closed, the pair flagged down a police officer and told him that Jarrett's body was at his apartment. Robert Jeffrey Young, 43, and Mark Rubinson, aged 25, were charged with abusing a corpse, identity theft, and criminal impersonation of their deceased friend, and were given two years of probation in connection with the death of Jeffrey Jarrett. It's just burning! So that's it for another episode of Smooth Criminal. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, the Smooth Criminal podcast channel on YouTube, on Facebook, Twitter, and on our website at pippa.io forward slash smooth criminal. Please rate and review and share with your friends. And thanks again to smooth criminal groupie Susan for this week's suggestion. Also credit to Gladden Entertainment for the grab It's Just Bernie from the movie Weekend at Bernie's. If you have an idea of a theme for a future show, please email us at smoothcriminalchannel at gmail.com. So that's it for another week. And remember, don't get hit by... Don't get struck by a smooth criminal.